This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. No, it's pretty much all the way across the world, really. Yes. No, you're halfway across the world. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I never I never disputed it before, but it's like I'm down the complete opposite end of yes. the of the world. Yes. The bottom yes. end. You, you are the the well, I shouldn't say you're the longest plane ride that I could possibly manage. I think I'd have to go if I flew to like Rome or the Middle yeah. East somewhere that then it would be just slightly longer. But for me a, it would be London. Like Europe is the longest plane okay. trip. Yeah, okay. I think uh, the continental US is like about 19 hours from here, um, all up, uh, if it was like direct flight. And then it's like 21 hours to Europe, I think. Okay, it was a, when we went, and we're, I'm on the west coast of the States, so when we went to Australia, it was a 15-hour flight. Okay, yeah, it might be 15. So which... I think I did, when I went over, I, I did a hop over to New Zealand, because it was uh, in New mm. Zealand I flew on. And uh, that added a little bit of time to it, but it was still better because you got a bit of a yeah. break to walk around and stuff. So, yeah. Which, for the record, folks, if you've never been on a 15 hour flight, they suck. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> there, there's nothing positive unless you're in business class. Then they're great, right? Because I've been on, I've been on both. <laughs> and, we we we, really we kind good. of we've kind of come to the conclusion that if we ever take a flight that is that long again, that yes, we're gonna upgrade out of out of economy and, and you just yeah. for your own sanity, because oh. you can't sleep. I mean, you can get a little bit of sleep, but it's not going to be great. Oh, not- and then the problem is, is even if you slept for eight hours, you still got seven hours on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's miserable. You can't get up. You can't stretch. You got that clammy, grimy feeling, you know, overtaking you. It's oh. just, the worst and then you're like you know when you first get on the plane you're like oh cool i got the little tv screen in front of me i'll be able to watch all these movies yeah after about three movies you're just like okay i'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> very yeah all right i'd like to get off this thing now it's, i don't want to be on the ride anymore and now now it is so. it is not fun but you know you just gotta the, the thing is that with long-haul plane travel you've got to you actually i think some people they prepare if they know they're going on a long trip, a long haul flight, there's actually ways that you can prepare for the flight that make it a lot more enjoyable. Mm. So you can actually like, you know, get into the sleeping pattern that you want to basically get into in your destination. And oh, okay. you can do a whole lot of like, there's other techniques you can use as well that, that allow you to actually relax more on the flight. And even in terrible economy, you can actually have a pretty okay f- experience on there. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes down to preparation, I think, um, when you're doing those long haul flights. But if you're a, like when I went over to the US that, that one time, uh, yeah, it was horrible. Like I, <laughs> I was operating on, I, I still think it was the best way to go. Basically, get off the plane and, and immediately start drinking. Um, <laughs> and, and you don't actually get jet lag because um, you, you just, just basically you get you drunk. Get, and, you're right. You put yourself you, into you, a different uh, uh, state. <laughs> you just replace tiredness with drunkenness. Right. And it's fine. And, <laughs> you know, if you're going to San Francisco, they've got great beer there. So why not get drunk on great beer? There you go. 
and delicious Mexican food. <laughs> that's just called California. Um, yeah, that's just called California. <laughs> that's quite true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just San Francisco, believe me. Um, no. So we've got a couple of things that we're going to uh, touch upon. Um, again, it's one of those smorgasbord uh, episodes here. But uh, we're going to first off, let's let's uh, do some Zachary uh, stuff. Mm. Um Mart kind of wanted me to... Mart is the community manager for Magic Pixel. And he kind of requested, hey, can you mention one more time about the Zacharia starter pack? Um, mm. Which is five bucks to buy. You get basically eight variations of tables. Um, and you're getting some of the retro, you're getting some of the uh, remake. actual recreations, and then one remake. Mm. Um and for five bucks, it's a heck of a way to uh, to sample it. it. It's funny because I kind of I was having a little back and forth, and and I was telling him, I go, you know, for your free tables, and this is me taking a page out of Zen's playbook. Mm. I said, you know, for your free tables that you offer, you should really offer one of the remake tables because yeah. me, even being a pinball nerd, the Zacharia tables are hard for me to get into. Because they're yeah. so foreign. Um, well, they are. They're, they're very Italian. Yeah, they are not. And, and, <laughs> and it's not just... I'm not talking about, you know, language translation here. The layouts are not like anything that was being done stateside. And no, very bizarre. Like ramps and weird positions and things well, even that just... the Even the slingshots cover up part of your flipper. Yeah. So it it the ball lands different. The way you shoot the ball is different. It, it's it's just the geometry off. is so so different to what. So we're, if you were no. used to you know if you, if you were had recently purchased uh or, or you know had been into Zen had been into maybe pinball arcade before maybe you didn't get a sampling of that but you're you know you're like hey I want more digital pinball. I so you're like hey what's the Zachary thing? Oh my gosh they've got a ton of tables. Yeah let's go. Let me try this out. But let's say you're not much of a solid state fan and you're definitely a DMD fan. Well, mm. you're going to throw in one of these, you know, you're going to try out the, the free table and just kind of be like, what is going <laughs> on here? This is yeah. bizarre. And so that's why I was like, if you pushed one of the remake tables, then you get the DMD, the lay, the layouts are a little more what people are used to. Kind <laughs> of modern. They've, They've yeah. done something very clever with that, haven't they? With the, they have the remakes in that they've they've made them they've kept the theme, but they've made them more accessible, right? Um, and that's the real the thing about the remakes is, and I think I said this in the past, it actually shows that the studio kind of understands pinball layout to mm. an extent that they know the essentially the canons that people expect in pinball machine layout, but they're not afraid to kind of experiment and try some unusual angles that right. probably you've never seen in, in production games before. Because if anything, some of the angles on the remakes remind me of some of the early Marvel Zen originals. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they're unusual in the way they play, but they're not, they don't feel wrong. Right. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Whereas some of the original layouts for, of the Zachary tables, they they just don't feel right. Yeah, to me, like they just don't. 
And um, what's, what's even funnier is that there's certain tables that have, like, they did some crazy mechanics on, on oh, their machines. And Zacharia mechanics were probably on par with ruggedness to System 80 Gottlieb's. Yeah. Like, and, and Gottlieb Premier, to be honest, because their mechanical systems and those pinball machines are so bulletproof. But because um, we don't have any frame of reference for what we're visually seeing in these 2D representations, you'll get kind of confused by, you'll be like, what? oh, that's a raised play field, but it's completely clear. I wasn't aware yes. of that, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, well, where the heck is the ramp that even would get me up to that thing? And then you mm -hmm. find it's not a ramp, it's a horseshoe throw, you know? Yes. I mean, it's that kind of stuff where it's just, you don't have the visual language to understand some of these things. And so, yeah, it, because I, I know the very first time I ever tried Zacharia Pinball, the digital, I tried it for a couple of minutes. I was like, oh, this is so not for me. I try the remakes and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. What was this table? You know, how come I didn't see this yeah. table in real life? And then I find out that no, it's just completely things. So Re anyway, that's what I was yeah. encouraging that. But <laughs> all that being said, if you can fork over five bucks, you'll get a good true taste of what they're, what they've got. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, in the mix. So and the other then and the, the great thing about the way they've structured the the in-app purchases for this this product line is that you can if you don't want all the retros if you don't want all of the originals you just buy the remakes yeah and just go with the remakes if that's all you want and it's just really logical pricing and then more to done. the point if you then decide that you know you're a completionist and you want it all you know, they have their gold pack and their platinum pack. But the cool thing mm. is, is the price of that pack goes down based off of any table you already own. See, that's very nice. Yeah. Like there is no, you don't have to worry about doubling up. Right. Which, which a lot of, I think even Zen can suffer from that a little bit mm -hmm. in that if you buy some of the, like the, the big packs and then you want to go and buy some of the other extra Marvel packs, you do actually double dip with some of the IOPs and yeah. it's just how it works. So yeah. it's cool they've been able to do that. Um, you can buy what you want when you want and not feel like you're getting um, screwed over. Right. So it's so, cool. So all this is basically to say that we've got uh, quite a bit to discuss about uh, Zachariah. And I got to know, is it Zachariah or is it Zakaria? Uh, Zachariah. Okay. Because I've yeah. heard it elsewhere said that and I was like, wait, have you been saying it wrong this entire time? I think I've even heard Zachariah being said in the game itself. Okay. So in the speech, so um, okay, Good. in the very, very <laughs> early digitized speech, it's right. Zakaria Pinball. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> we we've got our hands on, uh, like I just got my hands on the campaign mode. Jared had never mm. played it on, uh, on PC Steam, no. on Steam. No, I was um, completely new to to. See, I, I played some of the demos. Yeah, on 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 there, and I, I will say that of the demos that are played, you do get a fairly long play of mm -hmm. them, um, because they score quite low, and I think they've made the score limit quite generous. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did get to play some of them. Um. I also got to play, um, uh, the remake Stars Phoenix, um, and <laughs> uh, and and heard what sounds like a very Familiar voice, so I'm just not quite sure. But uh, welcome uh, to Stars Phoenix. That's <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. So yeah. that was interesting. I was like, oh, which one did he do the voice for? I have to listen to that. I went, all right, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the one, people. Was um, it real quickly? Because you, like I said, you just uh, took a glance um, with them on oh, Steam. What was yeah, your yeah. what's your kind of impression right off? Just first impressions. Oh, look, I I knew what the the originals played like based yeah. on my experience on on Android. So I wanted to focus mostly. I just really only had about an hour and a bit. Like it was late in the evening, and I just wanted to have a quick a quick go before today. And so I focused on a couple of the remakes, um, Magic Castle, because it's mm. such a well-known table, yeah. probably the, the most well-known brand in all the Zacharia tables. So I focused on that one and uh, the um, Time Machine, I think, are the, is the other one too. And then I went into the retros. Um, so the ones that are essentially EM remakes of the um, solid state machines. Right. Um, and I think the retros are good, but I'm going to need more time with them to actually understand what's going mm-hmm. on. And I know that they actually have, they do actually have proper rule cards for them on the apron. So if you go into a table explore mode, you can actually see the rules that you need to meet to do it. They're not just random. They're not just <laughs> games with a DVD, a, not DVD, a DMD added. Right. There, there's actually a way to play them. So, I will need to spend some time on those. The thing I liked on first impression is that you get a live, um, you get a live representation of where you are on the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of neat. Like you're playing, you go, oh, I'm now two sixty fifth. Oh, now I'm two thirty five, and you keep seeing that that little clue that you're actually progressing up higher in the leaderboards. And I like that. I like the fact that you you get an understanding of where you're sitting. Um, so. Yeah, I think Magic Castle um, remake was interesting in, in the fact that it seems to be very heavily weighted on the pop bumpers. So if you can get the um, the pop bumpers um, down, the, the way you do it is the pop bumpers will give you five million if you count them down to zero. But you can um, shoot certain targets on the table that will reduce the number of pops you need to get that five million. So if you do that, you can you can pretty much open the table up and just start scoring heaps on it. Um, the other one that I played was I think it might have been Time Machine. Uh, yeah, it, no, no, it was Shooting the Rapids, the okay. the one with the um, uh, American Indian on it. Yeah. Um, the that one uh, I was playing it in simulation mode uh, because it, it just felt better yeah. to, to play all those in simulation mode. But I was having a lot of trouble making the ramps when you enter the mode because you you got this sort of spinning platform and you shoot the ball into the spinning platform on shooting the rapids and that starts a mode. The first mode is you got to shoot the ramps three times, and for some reason I just could not shoot those ramps at all. I could not dial myself in and I just like I was in regular play, like the the non-simulation mode, you could shoot the ramps and make it around. But every time you made a shot up there, it just like it got a halfway up the ramp and just bricked and came back down again. It was very strange. So I don't know. I have to work out what's going on there. Um, but so I sort of went off those, the, the remakes a little bit and wanted to check out some of the other offerings and I went into the, as I said previously, the, the retros. Yeah. And so the, for those who haven't seen the retros are essentially EMs um, and they're laid out in classic EM style. And the, the thing that um, I was talking with you before we started recording is that they, 
I think Zachariah and their table designers really have a good grasp on what is EM when they've done these remakes because there's some EMs with with, with four flippers down the bottom, like two sets of two, mm-hmm. and they they operate with like the like all the the right flippers will flip in in series and the left flippers will flip in series and you see that on some of the earlier EM designs like from Gottlieb and and the early uh, Williams. Um, EMs where they just they were just experimenting with different flipper layouts and stuff, yeah. and that was kind of crazy. And so they they've done that in these EM remakes, and it makes for a very very different gameplay experience on um, on the EMs. I think I forget which one it, it was that I played. I think again I, I went with Magic Castle and um, Time Machine, and I think it was Time Machine that just the whole top of the playfield is just pops. <laughs> and and not passive pops, but active pops. Right. So the the ball just j- like jiggles around there for what feels like ages. Yeah. And then when it eventually makes its way down to the bottom of the table, you you you're basically in serious peril. Like right. you, <laughs> it is so the dangerous. With all EMs, all the points are at the top of the field, and once the ball is down at the bottom, you're just like ah crap. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's brutal. So they really yeah. got that aspect of it down, but. It's just very interesting. There's some some of the um, mechanisms, I guess, on the the EMs are probably bordering on not physically possible mm-hmm. um, in real life. There's, I think, the Stars Phoenix EM has a star, a coll- basically um, a collection of sources up the top of the playfield that's in a star configuration, okay. and they're so tightly grouped that they're just, I don't think, would be room for the mechanisms underneath oh. the play field so eh, there you know. <laughs> might be if you made a special mechanism for them but the basic mechanisms that you use for source rejects and stuff like that i just don't think they'd be able to group them all in that area but it makes again interesting gameplay because sure. the ball will eject from one and then sometimes end up in another one of the star quadrants and yeah. it sort of essentially juggles the ball around up there so there's there's lots of interesting gameplay to be had in these older EMs, and I think I'd probably like to delve more into those because there's something about them. They've got this they've got this feeling about them that just feels really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're going to be looking at those probably more than the remakes. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. So like we said, we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, delve into this stuff uh, more deeply. Hopefully, it'll be the next podcasts that we do that in um mm. the other thing that we want to do the they're they're preparing to have it come out for the xbox mm. um so they've already got it on the switch which i didn't i wasn't aware of i'm gonna have to take a gander at that yeah and uh so they have it for the xbox they don't have it out for ps4 yet mm. but uh mart wanted me to kind of convey hey if you guys got questions um Specifically about, about the Xbox, but I'm saying, hey, just how about just in general? Um, don't ask about the Google Play thing. We already thing. know what's going on. Yeah, we there. already know the answer is. So let's not deal with that. But just in general, uh, questions about Zachary. You know, what's you the, know maybe you know what are some other tables that could be released? For example, are there any other tables that could be released? You know, right? Do they have um, a, a plan for other? Um, companies, uh, if mm. you have questions about their VR, which by the way, so there was a new video um, that Jeremy Williams from Tested was in 
that was basically mm. him trotting out his uh, pin sim cabinet. Yeah. Because since the time he did that first video, there's been a couple of more VR <laughs> um, offerings. Offerings, and he specifically mentioned the Zacharia VR, and he was oh. like, "I think this might be the best VR." Oh wow! That I've seen. He says it's really, really phenomenally well done. And then he goes, "But the menus suck." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so he goes, "But well, once you, you actually get all. into the table, then it's all great." Um, yeah, right. So obviously the menus aren't made for VR navigation. Yeah. Um, so right. if if you've got a question that you would like us to pass along and then they'll get back to us and give us an answer, um, you can head over to Digital Pinball Fans Forum. Uh, there I've created a thread that uh, is asking that. If you don't want to bother with that, go ahead and throw questions up to us at, on Twitter. Um, or email us. Yeah, so at Blockade, if you want to uh, send it to that, or if you want to email, it's blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Mm. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> I wanted to kind of comment, because you know, we're always like, is there any news about Pinball Arcade? Uh, so they've been kind of dancing about with just the same piece of news. And so we're going to just report anything that ever happens regarding it. Uh, word that's came all we've out, got. That's all we've got. Word came out that this mystery table that they are working on that apparently uh, is Contains a table that tear. is not yet made. No. Um, and yes, they were working on artwork for a woman's hair. So, of course, again, everybody's sitting there going, well, Elvira. 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 Yeah. So here's my question. And I've been looking for I was looking for this. I don't know where the rumor came from other than I read it on our forum that it was Elvira three is going to be a reskin of whoa. Nelly. Melons. I went over to Pinside. There's no such discussion of that for them. For that case, they don't even know who the designer is. Like there's debate among them of who the actual designer of the table is there. They did say that it's probably going to be a boutique table. So when I say boutique, uh-huh. that means it's not going to come out as, uh, pro, premium, and LE. Instead, it's going to come out like what the Beatles is, where it's that or like silver gold LE. or gold, platinum, diamond, or whatever. You know. Uh, so it's probably going to be Kapow that is actually going to be doing the work on it. So Kapow Games are the ones who do Beatles and um, Big Juicy Melons and, okay. and all those ones. Yeah. So, it's but again, like a... that's also just rumor. Mm. So I'm dying to know, no folks, knows. where where did this where did because I know we perpetuated it just you know a few weeks back, so I want to stop it perpetuating if we don't know where it actually came from. Where is this yeah. rumor coming sources. from? Sources, yes, sources. Send us a link, please, because I want to know um, whether to get my hopes up or just you know to discount completely, wipe it out of my mind. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. um, it will be completely out of wipe it out of your mind if it is another reskin. The, we, the we've only, had enough of that layout. Uh, the only interesting thing that comes from this, though, with if it is Elvira, is what does that do licensing-wise to Zen? We've already had a big discussion about all the licenses that that theoretically Pinball Arcade won't be able to touch mm. on Stern due to Zen already have digital rights to them. So if TPA Elvira's wants up the, the digital rights to Elvira... Does that mean that Elvira is off the table? Or is it a fact that since those tables aren't actually called, El- well, Elvira and the Party Monsters is, but Scared Stiff isn't. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. Truth be told, 
I'm never was much of a fan of either of those tables. So if it takes a while for mm. them to come, then it takes a while. But <laughs> yeah, scared stiff is is basically it's a system. It's a beginner's 11. table. It's a, it's a system eleven in a uh, WPC body, is what it is. Yeah, but like, it's it's, it's just... also it's a beginner pinball player's table, which mm. is fine. I mean that that's all fine and dandy, but when you're playing it at home digitally, it gets old real fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you got scared stiff, you've essentially got the wizard mode. Yeah, and um, that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. You're done. There's only so many times you double entendres are funny. Um, yeah, so, that's, you know. that's right. Which so, would be interesting, like, you know, if we are speculating that it is Elvira, think about the amount of double entendres they could jam in with the amount of memory they have now. Like, they could just go to town with the amount. You should, I would think that you would never have to listen to the same double entendre <laughs> again in the same game. With right. the amount of storage they have now with pinball, so right. <laughs> Cassandra could just go nuts with her call outs, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what's uh, what comes with that. Okay, moving on. Um, mm. <laughs> I Spacey's Arcade, Greg over at Spacey's Arcade. He posted a new video, and it was basically showing off uh, Volume Pack Three, and. Folks, if you he he threw a lot of love our way, Jared. He really oh, did. Oh, did he? Very yes, nice. Because he Thanks, basically Rick. came he basically came down to um if you actually want to know what's supposed to be going on in these tables, go listen to Chris and Jared. <laughs> Thank <laughs> he you. Goes, Don't come to me for that. So yes, we'll 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 accept that. Here's where I'm gonna throw it back his direction. Folks, if you want to know about cabinet mode and what to expect out of cabinet mode and what you should want out of cabinet mode. Watch his videos. He hits on stuff that I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. That's a good point. And even even something as simple as this, because he's he's basically been saying that though Zen has made a cabinet style offering for Williams Pinball, it's still not true cabinet mode. And the community in general hasn't swarmed in to make it so. But one of the things he was talking about was he goes, when I nudge the table table shouldn't shake also ah yeah the vision shouldn't and that's shake. a carryover from us just in our normal screens yes and, yes you know so that's one of those things where i was like i would have never thought of that thought, that thought of that yeah wouldn't have ever wouldn't have ever come up um so that's yeah, the uh, point yeah the little mm-hmm. things the subtle things that break the illusion right right the mm. other interesting thing is he just recently acquired a real theater of magic. Oh, okay. So he, you know, turns this one on first and immediately is like, Oh, I don't like the lighting. It's like, this doesn't mm. look like mine. It doesn't, it's not, you know, it's, it's lacking the dark. It's lacking the, the, the pizzazz. And then he shot the inner loop and the ball came to the wrong flipper, according to him. Oh. And he immediately was just like, whoa, no, that's supposed to go to the other, you know, it, it's... The, shoot, the kickout's wrong. Yeah, yeah the loop so, kickout's wrong. So, so it was kind of interesting. He's going to do a side-by-side video um, okay. of the two. Probably do overlay uh, like oh, he's done oh, before. Yeah. Yeah, um, because he's also that. got a real... Uh, he, he's really got a, a gripe about the ball speed. Um, oh, in Zen. 
in Zen. Yeah. Oh, I personally okay. love and see all my comparisons for ball speed are to what was happening in TPA. Mm -hmm. And my thing with TPA is with the ball, it seems to always move at an equal speed until it hits an object. And then that'll change the speed. Whereas yes. with Zen, you can noticeably see a ball reach an apex and then speed up as it rolls back down. Mm. So, um, <laughs> it's, it, like I said, he's he, very he brings good. up, yeah, he brings up a lot of points. points that, um, if you're any at all into cabinet mode or you're just going to check him out, like you, you gotta check him out. Yeah. Well worth it. His videos are usually an hour long and they're pretty entertaining. So yeah, the he's got a lot of post-production done it. Like he's got like green screen. I know. And I wish we had his post. I wish, you know, we just if, anybody, a studio. if anybody wants to, uh, you know, be an intern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wants to, wants to practice, uh, doing, you know, stuff for YouTube, you know, making videos look, you know, cool and presentable so that we can, you know, get a mass following, you know, that would be great. Yeah, it would be great. Um, you know, you could put like kangaroos jumping around the main street of Brisbane behind me because that's what actually <laughs> happens here. And you know, Chris would have like you know palm trees and uh, palm, palm trees and um, and um, California burritos floating around behind him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I want to highlight, that, and this is great, turns out he has never touched a champion pub, and he was calling it championship pub, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Champion pub or a safe cracker. He's never touched them, never seen them in real life. Oh, in real life. Okay. And more to the point, it sounds like he had never even played them digitally. Oh, interesting. So he starts flailing away on champion pub. And it's, it's that if you've ever wanted to see somebody's first reaction to sing something, it's in there. And he was just like, oh, there's like, oh, well, look at that. And he's like flailing away. He's like, oh, I have no the... clue what I'm doing. <laughs> it was. It was oh, look at of... the jump rope. Oh, look at the speedfall. Like all these little features in that table. When well, you the, first like, the funny thing them? is because he doesn't have, he turned off the event cams. Oh, right. So the jump rope thing happens and he's like, oh, I was supposed to do something. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> the same thing with the speed bag. He's like, oh, I forgot that I'm supposed to, you know. And then he throws do, do in. Thing. Then he throws in uh, safe cracker. And Safecracker, it's a love it or hate it table. That's all I can say. I yeah. I never hear just, oh, it's all right comments. It's either I love that table or I hate that table. Yeah. And within 30 seconds, he's in love. Oh, good. And so it was really kind of fun because he was just so excited about it. Um, yeah. And he was just like, I got to dig into this one and find out what the heck is going on. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, it so. sucks you in. It's what it's designed to do. Yeah, in the like, it is designed to pull you in, give you. It's very cleverly designed in its in the way that it unpacks the gameplay, because of the way that board game you interact with the board game and the way it just taunts you and just it's it's very much that oh just one more yeah I'll just do one more, um if you if you if it appeals to you that's the reaction you get from it it's yeah. I just want I I reckon I can get that vault this time if I just do this one thing. Um, and there is a lot of subtlety to what you do on the play field and how that affects the ball game as well, which is a really nice interlink between the two gameplay modes in the game. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot of stuff you can do to make your ball game experience a lot better in that game. Um, and the only way you're going to find out about that is to just play the thing and experiment because you've got no problems about credits because it, it is hungry in the arcade. 
mm, you will yeah, just is. burn through your your coins in a rapid fashion um, in the arcade. Okay, moving on from there. So this mm. past week, Zen released the Volume Three, obviously, and it also hit mobile, which we mm. had not had a preview of. Um, no. So <laughs> I was I was very curious to see what was going to happen because, mm -hmm. as we all know, I made a big old stink about how easy it was for me to unlock the table, and you all are a bunch of whiners and yeah. well. Beaching so, and moaning about it, weren't we? Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. then I was like, okay, let's see what happens. Um, when you am I the... now in the same boat as everybody else? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in the same boat as everybody else now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> which was welcome. It, welcome. Yeah. The, it, it's quite shocking to find out. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to have to have 100 Zen coins to upgrade the, the four. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Yep. Um, I guess I won't be spending a coin per card flip every single time now. I'm going to no. be hoarding those. Yes. Um, They're basically like unobtainium gold for you right. now. And you don't do anything except hoard them. So now the, the here's the advantage that I have. Since I already have all the tables, the full other ones fully, fully starred and upgraded, mm. I'm only earning parts for these three tables. Yeah, you're lucky. Okay, so <laughs> I'm good there. Yeah. But I played the first day that I had the app. I was busy and I only played the first two daily challenges. Yeah. And, but it kind of, I was like, okay, I'm curious to know, you know like, how in the weeds am I going to get on this? Mm -hmm. I'm diving down a rabbit hole, folks. Mm. And I'm going to take you all with me. <laughs> Basically, because I'm going to have to decide. Was I wrong to be bad at you for being a whiner, or am I going to become a whiner myself? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do that purely based off of feels, because that just annoys me. At a certain point, we need facts. Yeah. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to facts, I am now making spreadsheets. <laughs> Watch out. Chris has got a spreadsheet. I've got a spreadsheet. So here's what I'm doing. I am now tracking my daily challenges. I am going, I've got all four of them that I can do. So basic, advanced, pro, and premium. And I'm going to, as best as I can, try and max them out. Um, yeah. And I don't and care how many tickets. Them. And not, no, not retrigger them. If, so it's only a 24 hour cycle. Yeah. Um, so only what you get basically for free without spending any money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And however many tickets I have to spend on the pro and premium, that's how many tickets I have to spend in order to uh, you know, complete them. To complete them. That's what's yeah. going to happen. I am tracking also. So I'm also tracking what challenge. So like uh, today I have for the basic um, challenge, it's a one ball with black rose. For the pro challenge, it's a one ball with attack from Mars. Um, so I'm tracking also what challenges are being put up, what tables were being put up, because I want to see if there's any kind of pattern that we can start devising. Oh, out of this. Okay. See if there's that. I also am curious to see if everybody is playing these or if it, is it randomized? You know, mm. for for what people are playing. I'm then tracking each time we get the five cards to flip, what each card flip is. Apart from the ones that you don't see because you don't flip the coin. Right. So I'm going to flip four out of the five. So yeah, right. Flip three for free. Watch the video. 
not going to flip the the, the coin, coin one. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to track what it is that I'm earning. And I thought, oh man, I was so excited because on the the first two challenges that I did today, the card flips matched yesterday's card flips Ooh. exactly. And I went, oh. Oh, is this something, you know, if, if this is the case, then we can know exactly what to expect out of the card flip. And it, it fell apart, you know, two challenges Instantly. Later. Yeah. yeah. So I was really bummed because I was like, thought I was onto something. Um, I'm also keeping track of what are the scores that you need for the five star, the 10 star and the 15 and the star. 15 that, has, that has already yielded some interesting results just real quickly in terms of like, okay, let's say, to get the first five star, you need to score five million. I'm just going to yeah. go general random, right? So when you go 10 stars, I expected that it was the same score pattern that when you hit five million, that was when you were at the five star and it was, you know, roll over. Ten, yeah. No, nope, that's not the case. The scores uh -huh. actually go lower. They go lower? So by the time you hit that five million, now you're flipping star six or seven. Oh, okay. So there's this ramping of of what the score is that you need. It, it's kind of interesting how it was really quite shocking. The really shocking things was on a couple of them, like the 10 star yesterday on the pro survival mode of medieval madness. 10 star, you needed 19.2 million points. 15 mm -hmm. star, you needed 20 million points. No, what? I need another... 800,000. Oh, 800,000. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Huh. That's where I'm like, what is going on? This is weird. And so I'm going to have to, again, I'm tracking every single time I play one of these. I'm Look, I was playing Black Rose today. I was at three stars. I hit a jackpot. It immediately went to five stars, and I was so far beyond what the five-star score was, I never even got a chance to look at what it was. So yeah, I kind yeah. of had to guess at what it might be. So there are some of these scores that I don't know definitively what it is so what you're doing to get this data what you're doing is when you get up to say 14 or 15 stars you pause I'm looking the game at what i need and yeah. take a look at the, the the quota yes yeah okay yeah. so that's already you know popping off some interesting results other interesting things um i earned seven zen coins yesterday wow okay which was way more than i thought that i was going to earn yeah that's um, quite a lot yeah I I won 685 tickets oh. in the card flips. However, <laughs> I basically went into the negative by 625 tickets. That's how many, or excuse me, it was 685 tickets that I won. And I went into the negative 625 tickets for all the times I played premium and pro uh. version. Because it's... Um, was it 15 tickets for pro and 25 for premium? Wow. Each wow. Play. So yeah. you have to work out whether you sacrifice three extra goes at the daily challenges versus one go on premium. Yeah. And what, and I guess what's going to be interesting there is what's the payoff? Exactly. Like what is, what is the payoff between one go at a pro or premium challenge versus three goes at the dailies? Now, what I have noticed is when I've been playing the the premium and to an sense the pro, the ticket counts that you win are higher. It's in like the pro and premium. That's where I'm winning 75 tickets. Ah, right. So 
um, I earned five table parts in premium. Okay. So the numbers do increase a little bit on that aspect. What I'm dying to know is, so let's say, you know, today I play Black Rose one ball in basic. Or yep. Okay. If I play one ball Black Rose in premium, what are the get? point totals higher? The, the point requirements, are they higher? Oh, yeah. Are the point requirements higher and therefore the payout higher? Exactly. Mm. So that's something that I haven't been able to confirm um, that I've been kind of curious about. Uh, so I'm also keeping track of, you know, how many table parts I earned. Like I said, I'd earned seven. I'm going to be keeping track of, because I had to pay, I upgraded two tables to uh, to two-star. So that was 1,500 tickets that I had to spend right there. Yeah, it's correct. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see where that where that all goes. And this um, is a quandary I've got at the moment. Like I've got, I know I've got three tables to get up to two stars eventually. And I've got 3,000 tickets saved up. And of mm-hmm. course... I'm I'm all the tables that are two star at the moment are tempting me to upgrade to three. Right. And I'm going, nah. <laughs> I'm not gonna upgrade you yet. I'm going to <laughs> wait until I've managed to scrape together the table parts. Cause I, I yesterday I got two lots of three safecracker parts. So I've got safecracker unlocked now. And that was really surprising. I wasn't expecting to get three in one three in one drop. I went, wow, okay. And so, and it's true that, um, as another forum member pointed out, your parts do carry over because I had six yeah. parts, and then now I'm one of fifteen for the level two unlock. And see, so now I was how- this is the first time I was able to confirm that for myself. Also, yeah, that's right. Which is, that paying which is nice because <laughs> yeah. I know that I've definitely got a good backlog of parts for when I eventually upgrade some tables to three. Right. Um, and the thing is, I think at the moment, there's not really much benefit in upgrading tables to three because the, the chances of that table cycling in to a daily challenge, because it is purely random what ones mm-hmm. get cycled in, is one in six. So you're better off just saving your coins if you're yet to upgrade um, all the tables. So at least you get them appearing in the daily challenges and you have more games to play. Right. Um I think that's probably a good tactic. That's pretty much probably a very obvious tactic to use. But if if it's not apparent, I would suggest doing that. Um, I should also note that it only took me two days to get all my tables up to two stars. Because you have those extra two challenges unlocked. Because I have the extra two challenges unlocked and yes. because I'm only earning table parts for those tables. Those tables. So here's, here's, here's where it gets interesting. Because, you know, people could get in the same situation that I am by simply buying the, the tables. The tables. Taking, taking advantage of the in-app purchase option. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So here's what... We're going to pretend that that's essentially what I had done with the first pack, right? Yes. Or the first two packs. So here we come, table pack three. I'm getting the little offer. Hey, do you want to spend 10 bucks and, and just unlock them all right now? I'm saying no. Yes. I've now got between now... And when that next table pack drops, to see how far you to can max get. these out, yeah. Because if I don't max these out, then I'm in. Then I'm done. really in the boat that everybody else is in, where yeah. now I'm collecting a ton of parts that I don't even need anymore. That's right. Because I need a specific. So, if it becomes a thing where I'm able to truly, by playing every day, all four challenges mm. and collecting yep. what I'm getting. 
if I'm able to truly upgrade these before the next table pack drops, Comes. then in my mind, there's no point in me spending the money. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because as soon as I upgraded every single table, I pretty much stopped playing the app. Yeah, right. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the drive because you, you have it on Steam. I have it on Steam, which is where I'd rather play it anyway. Correct. And it's it is a better gameplay experience than right. Steam. And really so is. the mobile is just purely, I feel like, you know, farting around with a game. Well, yeah. I have other mobile games mm-hmm. that are yeah. not available on Steam. So I just put my time back into those instead. Yeah, that's so right. So I actually am enjoying the daily challenges. They're, they're, it, they're good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. And <laughs> I pointed out to somebody because one, one of the complaints everybody says is, oh, yeah, there's nothing so much fun as watching a 30-second video and then going into a one-ball challenge and losing the ball 15 seconds later. Yeah, it really does suck. Yeah. So let me let me tell you what really sucks, folks. You go and you play the skill side of the app, and you're playing a dollar game. An actual cash money game. Actual cash money. You put your dollar down, and then you drain the ball 15 seconds later. Tell me which one you're going to be a little more mad about. Yeah, uh, it would be the cash money one. It would be the cash but money one. I'm immune to the videos at this point. IOS. I'm immune only to your problem if you're iOS. Yes, yes. Now, the, yes. now the fun part about that is if you win, oh, it feels so good. Oh yeah, it would. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I won a dollar. <laughs> you step away. You step away from the table and you go and spend your dollar <laughs> on uh, Slurpee. <laughs> well, I'd have to first cash it out, which I've yet to do. Yet so. To. Um, yeah. I, I, instead, of, to me, it's more fun to just have the money sitting there so then I can play other skills mm. apps also. That's um, right. I've tried out a couple of other ones there too. So anyway, that's what's... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm absolute rubbish at making spreadsheets. Mm. Um, so uh, this will kind of work for me, hopefully, but it's not. none of it is automated. It's not making... It's not like I'm going to pull the data. It's purely a chart. It's not a functioning spreadsheet. It's just a grid. I'm using it as a, <laughs> a, a place to write things down. Exactly. You know, transfer my handwritten stuff into the computer so that it stays nice and neat. And I can, yeah, you, know, you could probably you know, share it with it some like point. a Google form. You could actually have a Google form, but you need to. I'm know doing Google Sheets. A Google Sheet, yeah, but a Google Form is the data entry, so you have a standard way of entering the data. But again, don't worry about it because it's just you using the yeah. data. So you're, you're gonna the thing that you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to crunch numbers, and that's gonna be hard if you don't have a a spreadsheet in laid out in a way that will actually allow you to extract the data. Now, I know someone who probably could help you with that um, because. Sven? Yeah, that's right. Because he did a pretty good job at doing the tournament software for for us when we were doing that. Please email Um, me, Sven. Uh, I've got a new spreadsheet for you to hack about with. Uh, Yeah. And you'll probably be able to do a pretty good job at getting it uh, to a point where you could extract data from it and and probably upset Zen a little bit because you're breaking apart there. I know. <laughs> I, I want to break it apart. I want to find out what's going on. So the next time we talk to Mel, I can be like, okay, dude. Oh, this and that and that. And what do you have to say about that? Right. Uh, well, yes, you kind of worked it out. And <laughs> I, know, I know you guys have data also that's probably, you know, much better. But from a user perspective, here's the data I'm seeing. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's funny for those that don't remember. I was doing a monthly pinball tournament. Um, 
with we were doing table of the week and then we would do tournament of the month and tournament of the month would basically take all the tables of the week or that we had done for the past month and throw yeah. them into a tournament and it was all on the honor system and people would submit their scores to me and then i'd enter them into this spreadsheet, uh, spreadsheet. and the first couple of times i did it, it took you like three hours oh my god it would the... take me three hours it was just nuts it was just yeah. so burdensome and so then uh, Sven came and helped me. Sven is also goes by the name of Ksenia. Um yeah. And he came and he was like, well, what is it you're trying to do? And I you know, sent him some stuff. And he's like, okay, let me work at that. He comes back and I'm like, holy crap. That's so much better and streamlined. And then we worked on it some more. He got to the point where 15 minutes after the tournament was over, I was posting board. stuff yeah. to the, to the form. Um, yeah, it wasn't so, yeah. just me getting the scores back. It was me because he made us all I had to do was go copy, paste, paste, boom, done, gone. You know, it was, yeah, yeah. He oh. Even laid it out so it was in a format that you could paste to the forum. Oh, it was just incredible, amazing. Just spread sk- mad skills in the spreadsheets. Our yes. friend Zania has. So yes, good on you, Sven. Yeah. Might need that again. Um because <laughs> well, I know what he would do. He would make it all macros and you know drop down he know, would. He'd make it so you, and, for um, the, he'd, he'd basically analyze all the different possibilities you could have in the modes. Right. What categories of unlock you get, you know, whether it's a cosmetic, whether it's a thing, you know. Right. So cosmetic so, it was. So on, on YouTube, I said, welcome to analytics. And that's basically what we're trying to do here, <laughs> except for I don't have a clue how to actually do analytics. Um, <laughs> I know what it is in theory, but, you know, actually, look, I don't do baseball. Um, <laughs> no. But, you know, if anyone is out there who is, well, it's, it's not just Sven. If you're a number nerd, talk to us. Then yeah, we. I think I think Chris would like to hear from you. Exactly. It, I would. Uh... If it, the thing is, if you, what would be then interesting is if we had a standardized way of recording the data, then other people could join in. And and that's the other thing. The more data we have, the better it would be. Um... Then essentially, <laughs> you could really piss off then <laughs> because then we would actually have cross-sectional data based on different potential user buckets. Right. Um, from Zen, and we could kind of unlock the way that they're doing things. Yes. <laughs> so, so there yeah. you go. So for for those of you that are angry about how the mobile app has been taking place, here's your Don't chance get to, mad, to issue get revenge. Even. That's right. Yeah. That's Don't right. Get mad. So. Get even. <laughs> yeah. Or get it's, get recording. Oh, your yeah. data. Yeah. yeah. Log your data for great <laughs> justice. So that's that's all I really have to say about which is a lot, right? Um, about the, the mobile, the mobile version of the app, because that's all I've been playing is the tournament, and I and I've only had one daily challenge that was a new table, uh, um, and I haven't touched them since unlocking them to just even see how they generally play. I'll probably playing. do that. This, I'll probably do that this this coming week, but mm. uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be. I created a special thread over on Digital Pinball Fans. You can follow along at home. Yeah, uh, every after every seven days, I'll kind of post a summary of what's going on. Um, I'm not going to post the, the the sheets unless somebody again makes something awesome that's easy to post. Mm. Uh, and we'll just I'm going to keep track of this all the way until the next, either until I max them out or all the way up until the next table packs Pack release. release. 
and mm-hmm. and see where we go from there. Because again, it might become a case where it's like this is impossible, and yeah. the more you fall behind, the, the really farther behind, get. yeah, the worse it's going to get. So, so if you get, in, well, I think my my limited time offer to upgrade to the latest three pack is probably expired now. Yeah. So I opted not to do it um, because all you really need is to get the tables to two stars to mm-hmm. actually be able to play play the daily challenges on a wide cross-section of games. And I think for me at the moment, honestly, that's all I've got the time for anyhow. Like right. I, I, I'm finding that resetting the daily challenges for 25 tickets is, is fine for me. Um, and the time I usually have to play on the train on the way mm-hmm. home or on the train on the way to work, um, which is essentially the only time I get to play it. So, you know, I'm not really like it's not my primary platform to play Xenon anymore. If it was, I'd be taking it a lot more seriously. Sure. Um, but it's it, you know, it is it's a distraction um for me, not the primary way I enjoy Zen. And if it was a primary way I enjoy Zen, I'd just be paying for everything. I'd just be upgrading it. Right, wholesale, and then just playing it like normal. That's if if it was my primary platform, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I was yeah. getting all worked up there. Uh, <laughs> so I think we're gonna we're gonna call it for for this week. And yep. uh, like I said, next week I believe we'll probably have it'll be quite Zachariah heavy. Heavy, yeah. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Something we would look forward to is if you went over to redbubble.com and bought a t-shirt, because then I'd get a little email saying, you have a sale. And then I'm like, oh, who bought it? And where did they buy it from? And all that jazz. Yeah, that's right. It's cool. Or a cup or a mobile phone holder or any other number of different merchandise options you can get from Redbubble. There's lots of different things you can buy. Um, So stickers even. Stickers even. Yeah, cover up your Apple logo on your computer with a Blackade <laughs> logo instead. It's a much better choice. Much better. I'm also going to be, and I'll just kind of put this out there, I'm going to be going visiting my friend that uh, carved out all the wood for the, the microcab there. Oh, yeah. And uh, probably try and finish this thing off. Um, I, I got one thing I need to troubleshoot on it. Once I've troubleshoot mm. that, then it might be back into the idea of, hey, do you want me to build you one? Um, because right. it's not going to come assembled like that. I'll tell you that much. No, it's be probably going to be, be a flat pack. It'll be like Ikea, but with electronics. Yep. And yeah. I'll do all the soldering for you. And then you'll just have to plug in the wires in the appropriate spots. And you'll have to nail gun or screw the, the however you together, want to assemble However it. you yeah. want to do that. And then you can paint it. Nails it. You can yep. paint it however you would like. It'll be awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's... <laughs> I And I honestly don't know if there's any interest in it at all. Because no. it is going to be expensive, so yeah, it will be expensive. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's, it, again, it's, it falls into that category of if you're doing it for yourself as a hobby, it doesn't matter how much time you put into it. Um, no, if you're doing it for a living or yeah. doing it for profit, doing it for profit, and time is a valuable commodity. Kind of <laughs> matters. Yeah, time is yeah. where you basically turn go from the positive income to a negative income. Exactly. But as as the boat that I would be in. Which is, I don't have a single power tool. I don't have a table saw. I don't have a miter saw. I don't have a, any saw. Any of that stuff. I got a handsaw. That's what I got. Um, yeah. So, you know, the flip side is, well, 
hey, if you wanted one of these, what is your option? Going and buying all those tools. Well, or, now you're really now you're really into it. So yeah. maybe it would be better to have somebody that already has it all mapped out do it for you. You know. Yeah, that's just, right. Just saying. Um, mm. And uh, hey, the more if 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 I get responses from people that are listening to this that are like, yes, I'm interested, uh, U.S. based only because I have no idea how shipping well, you overseas would be, be nightmare. Don't even anticipate uh, shipping no. it overseas. Number one. <laughs> you're shipping wood, you would have to actually have it treated for international export. Oh, so, yeah. so don't even, don't even. Oh, yeah, there you but go. US what, you do, <laughs> what you could do, though, is you could upload the plans and then people who are interested in replicating those plans locally, um, you could then, um, like, well, they can do that. Just by going to, they can just go do that by going to the, the tested website. I mean, he's got all the So the you plans basically... You use his um, plans, yeah. Essentially, right? Okay. Well, there you go. So they go and do that and find a mate with some power tools. Yeah. Found it. Find a chippy, basically. If you can find a chippy mate, uh, which is a a um a person who is a carpenter. If oh, you're thank in you, Australia. No, I yeah, a chippy. Chippy, yeah. <laughs> because you know chip wood. That chip okay. chips of wood okay. come off. You know, it's a chippy. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Find a chippy and uh, get them to basically cut everything out for you. I mean, that that would be what I'd do. Um, if you want to do it yourself, because yeah, I mean, you you got to have straight lines with this stuff, otherwise it looks like crap when it all goes together. Yeah, and I mean, I did yeah. measure mine to match an actual pinball cabinet height, mm. width, all that jazz. Um, so yes, mine will be built differently than somebody that uses his plans. Um, mm. and his even his plans, he his initial plans were for foam core, mm. and he then had a carpenter friend do it because you got to remember when you're dealing in three quarter inches that makes everything else them you know the numbers they don't throw out it it ain't it ain't 2d on a uh you know photoshop you know kind of deal so yeah exactly Um, (laughs) not as easy as you think no no so anyway if you're at all interested in this and knowing that it's going to cost a bundle uh hey feel free to contact me it might motivate me even more to uh (laughs) get it done to, to get this done so all right uh we already gave out the Twitters. We already gave out the emails earlier in the show. We did uh, all the social. We did all that. So, hey, folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.